I suppose. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna have to do this the old-fashioned way. On foot. Santa, just let us help you. Oh, no, no, no. I think you've done quite enough damage already, don't you? No, you just go on back to your house and get some sleep. No need to wake up early. There won't be any presents. You two are on the naughty list for life. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that supports the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Bushley Krasifika. Thank you. I assume that's Elvish for the greater good. It's Russian for the greater good, which is as close to Elvish as I could probably find. You know, it didn't sound Elvish to me. It actually sounded like Swedish chef. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is episode <laughs> 230. Oh, sorry. Did you say, did you say Elvish? El, yeah, Elvish, not Elvis. Oh, okay. Sorry. This is episode 233, and tonight we're talking about The Christmas Chronicles. This was a listener-requested movie. That's right. Yeah. Someone who listens to the show requested that we do a movie, and we did it. And did they, did they yeah. Nobody request this particular movie, or was it a Christmas movie? No, they specifically said, Andrew specifically said, um, not our Andrew, uh, listener Andrew. Not me. Said, yeah. you should do The Christmas Chronicles. And so I put oh. it on the list. So anyway, okay, so sure. yeah, so who am I? Well, I am Sean Allred, and I am joined tonight by Andrew, who always brings an extra hat, Jimison. Hello there. That's probably the most words you've ever said for an intro. Yeah, I know. Two. I was going for like <laughs> something. Um, it's very. It's a, It's the holiday special. Oh sure, so, it is. It, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. This is the holiday. If, if nothing else, this is the uh, the Star Wars holiday special of the podcast. Uh, and <laughs> Sam uh, often borrows stolen cars vector. Which is Merry Christmas in Russian. Is it really, or are you just making that up? It is. No, that is really. And, and just so you know, Sean. Yeah. Um, if on, I were to kill you in a way in this movie. movie. Come on. It's a Christmas movie. Can you spare me I, one? No, no, not, not this time. I would probably open up the portal to the next city and then just take only half of you with me and leave the other half behind. Oh, that's fair. I get that. Yeah. Yep. So you can, you can spread the cheer in two cities at once. Kind of like uh, Dr. Strange, you know, with the, like the hand. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's, that's probably the most gross, uh, but nicest you've done in a while. (laughs) (laughs) You won't feel much for long. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it would be fairly, Fairly um, a short. Although, would you? 
Well, I have no idea. It, your top half would know that your bottom half is gone. That's true, but I think I'd bleed out pretty quickly. Don't you think? Yeah. So I know. I'd... It depends. Maybe if we hold you upside down, just stuff will stay in. <laughs> hold me upside down. This is awful. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like this scenario at all. <laughs> Well, this is really getting dark for a Christmas. Yeah, moment. yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we. Sh- I, 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 are we sure we didn't do what was the one? Krampus. Yeah, the Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, speaking of Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. have, have you guys had this experience today alone? I had five people tell me Merry Chrysler. What? Merry Chrysler. No, that's not a thing. I have no idea where it's from, and it drove me nuts all day today. Were the kids doing it to you? There's a few students. There's a few teachers. There was a person in Walmart. That's weird. Mary, yeah. oh, I typed Mary and then the first letter C and the fourth search revolt result was Mary Chrysler. It's a Is there a commercial going on that I just haven't seen? It's a YouTube clip. Um, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't. If I play it on that computer, you can't hear it. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh. My goodness. Yeah, I bet you it's some sort of It's uh, it, It's actually an old Vine clip. Remember Vine? Yep. Happy I like Christmas. Vine. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. There you go. <laughs> okay. And that's it. That's the whole thing. Again, it was a Vine. Weird. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, this Ruthay. movie, yeah, yes. uh, this is not Mary Chrysler, though they did drive a Chrysler, um, oddly enough. They drove a Dodge Char- a Challenger, which was kind of interesting, strange segue, <laughs> purely coincidence, but it was red and cool. Um, and fast. And fast, and they ran from police, and uh, yeah, this movie, The Christmas Chronicles, uh, 2018's The Christmas Chronicles, starring your, your very young Kurt Russell. Right, you're, um, yeah. you know, like uh, he was so mad at those kids that he said, "Son of a bitch must pay." <laughs> Listen really closely in this film; you can actually hear the two legs being split apart and yeah. the ripping of the bones and flesh. There was, oh, there was actually right, he was in that too. There was actually almost a scene in that in this movie. Where the, the chainsaw-wielding elf decides he's about to wishbone the kid. That's right. Yeah, this movie went from, wow. oh, they're beating up and they're, they're attacking the... They're, they're pulling in Ewoks and they're beating the evil empire to time to cut a human in half. Like, good oh, gracious. Yeah. And then he was very, so very disappointed when he wasn't able to. I know. It, it, it was kind of weird. Um, anyway, so... And I'm pretty <laughs> sure one of the kids, while they were screaming and falling in the sky, one of them said... Ah! So there you go. <laughs> uh, How are you not traumatized by falling from such a height? I know, and she was just totally fine with it. So yeah, the only and the only other clip I have from uh, that movie is. And now for some more bad news. Ready? We'll hear that later again. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Kurt Russell movies that we have we've done. I know. Well, we... obviously, Bomb Tomahawk, right? Yeah. Oh, do I have clips from that? Did we do Tombstone. We've not done Tombstone. I'd, I'd, oh, I do have Bone, Bone Tomahawk. I don't even know which one would be funny, though, honestly. Yeah. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's it's the one with the, the cracking sound. No. Ugh. 
that ends with a scream? Uh, I just don't remember. Uh, wife insult. Whatever. Mr. Corey. Call me Chicory. <laughs> Chicory. Sorry for hollering at you. My wife used to call me a dumb imbecile all the time. Felt kind of nice. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to... Anyway. Um, yeah, there you go. There's your bone tomahawk. And then we also had um, the your escape from New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had that. So, uh, wow, we've had a few in our 230-some-odd 40, 244. You know what I just said? 234? I already forgot. 233, I think. But, re- <laughs> because, but remember, an escape from New York gave us this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Nothing like some electronic... Nothing like Carpenter ripping, Carpenter ripping off his own music. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> but he, Car- John Carpenter has nothing to do with this movie. This is a Christmas movie, um, a happy-go-lucky Christmas movie. Um, Andrew, I think, will tell us more specifically what kind of Christmas movie. Um, I, I assure you it's not just about elves wielding chainsaws. So, Andrew, help us out. Well, this is, of course, a Netflix original. Of course. Um, and uh, <laughs> stalling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, the story of sister and brother Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan was to catch Santa Claus on camera, turns into an unexpected journey that most kids could only dream about. Okay, that's actually I'm, pretty close. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm good. Good job, IMDb, for not. I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd be most kids though. I, I wouldn't want to have to go through much of what they had to go through. Yeah, I mean their their night was kind of rough. It almost reminded me of like adventures and babysitting. Babysitting, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very reminiscent. Um, Especially the Chicago and getting getting lost in the bad parts and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like there was there was even a singing scene. You know, yeah. like instead of having to go to the bar, when it comes on stage, has to sing to get off. You know, to that he just sings in the jail, jailhouse rock kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> but, well, yeah, I didn't really kind of pick up the similarities until just now, how close this is to uh, Adventures in Babysitting. That's interesting. Anyway, um, so I, I had really no idea what to expect with this movie. Honestly, it's a Netflix original. We've watched several Netflix originals. Um, yep. There's been a couple of good ones and a couple of not good ones. Uh, they seem to be pumping them out re- like incredibly well, I think fast. They know they're getting ready to lose a bunch of movies to their own uh, streaming services. So yeah, they're starting to create their own brand so that they won't lose customers. Yeah, um, in fact, I saw, I heard a, a stat on the, the radio, I guess it was NPR, I guess that's the radio, but I mean, it was a, a podcast, but like, uh, more TV shows were created this year for streaming services than terrestrial TV. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So anyway, so yeah, we're, we're, we're fastly approaching a new age of, of, of media and how we, we consume it. And I think it's actually pretty interesting 
Um, we're also kind of in this, I would kind of consider this kind of golden age of TV where there's just so much good TV on um, that, you know, it's, you know, you have shows like The Handmaid's Tale, which is winning all kinds of awards and Game of Thrones yeah. is winning awards and um, TV is out moving, movie-fying the movies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And, it, and I think part of it is because of this new kind of binge, kind of binge-worthy, not binge-worthy, but like this binge culture, right? Like, yeah, well, it, it gives it gives time to, to character, you know, the character, uh, what do you call it? Build characters. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, you get to know them a little bit better than you could in, a, in an hour and a half, two hour movie. Yeah. Right. And, and you get, and as a result, you get, plus the way you know, we kind of consume TV shows now is that there's, there's, I mean, it's technically the same time commitment, but it doesn't feel like it anymore. You know, like I mm-hmm. binged watch seasons one of two of The Good Place in two and a half days. <laughs> as opposed to taking two years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to, cons- yep. to consume one 30-minute show every week. Um, and that, that Now was- it's 22 minutes, and so you can almost get three shows in an hour. Yeah. Um, and even like, um, like the new Star Trek that just came out on CBS, you know, a buddy of mine was like, yeah, I'm not paying the money for it. I'm like, well, here's the thing. You can go to CBS All Access, sign up for a free month, and then binge watch all 20 episodes in a month or 18 episodes in that month. Yeah. And then cancel your subscription. And he's like, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah. And I said, in fact, you should wait until season two is done at the end of this, this year and then do them both. You know, it might take you longer than a month to binge watch unless you just have time. But, but it's, 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 it's kind of getting like that. But here's the funny thing about binge watching and I've noticed it only because I've started um, I've really gotten into the West Wing uh, which I mentioned last week is that now that I'm binge watching it um, there's a couple of characters from season one that aren't in season two and no one's mentioning it <laughs> the one lady right the uh, yeah the, the cons- social the consult- media not social media um, the consultant lady yeah who uh, who was in the movie The Cutting Edge yeah uh, Topic uh, she's just gone, and no one <laughs> wants to mention her. Um, yep. And I don't know if the prostitute friend ever comes back. Um, but we haven't—I haven't seen her yet. I mean, I'm only on episode six of season two, so we we just haven't seen her yet. And then the chief of staff's daughter has kind of disappeared, even though there was supposed to be some kind of budding relationship between her and Sam. Mm-hmm. And now she—I haven't seen her in, in six episodes, so that's. <laughs> Um, well, you know, things get serious there um, after a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the, the relationships uh, in the White House, you know, you start actually working for the country and um, trying to do what's best for the people of the country. Mm. Um, so, you know, that kind of stuff falls by the wayside. Is that is that what's supposed to happen? I didn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing that's interesting is that whenever I, I tell people that I watch Psych, and they're like, Psych, what's that show? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's got this guy, and then it's got this guy. And they're like, wait, that guy, Dulé Hill? And I'm like, yeah, like, oh, he was on, he was on West, West Wing. Wing for a bit. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I thought he had a bit role. No, he's like a character. No, he's, he's huge. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a big character and a big deal, and he's kind of like 
like the big plot point for the end of season one about the, with the shooting, like that was because of him. And so I was like, I, I had no idea how big of a role he has, but I freaking love him uh, in the role. Cause he's so great. Anyway, sorry. That's not Christmas Chronicles. I don't, I can go on another little while about the West wing. Cause I'm really enjoying the heck out of it. Um, so you're saying I should watch it. Yeah, I am. Have you never watched West Wing, Andrew? I never have. No, dude. Not even well, yeah. I, I, I haven't either. I mean, I'm, I've only. Oh, seen... I know, but you were. You, I, I could understand a little bit more. You why? Why? <laughs> because you've always you've you and I have um, uh, uh, been. Well, I don't want to say staunch Republicans, but we we kind of end that way oh, fiscally. I don't, I don't care. That it's relevant. I mean, I'm watching the show, and there's times where I'm sitting there watching, going, "Yeah, I totally disagree with the politic of what they're doing," but it's still a good show. And I didn't yeah. know anything about that with the West Wing before. I didn't know that it mattered that they were super conservative or I mean, super liberal. Like I knew it was an Aaron, yeah. Aaron Sorkin show, but that didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I want to watch the Newsroom. Eventually. Yeah, which is another good one. So I think I watched an episode of that a while back, but the only I'm part kidding. of the newsroom I've seen is when Jeff Daniels does his rant in episode one about how America <laughs> is not the greatest country in the world. And I, and I, I watched that and thought, I want, I want more of that. And, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, that's Aaron Sorkin that wrote that. He's the guy that did um, the West wing. And so it took some convincing of several people that I finally caved in and boy, am I glad. So, Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I have not everything back around to West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those shows that had so many, because there's so many characters, there's so many cameos. It's like, oh, like Jane Lynch has a cameo as, yeah. a, as a reporter for an episode. And it's like small cameos. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's not like, like on Psych where the cameo was like the villain of the week. And, yeah. And people would come on like Carrie Elwes would come on or like William Shatner was her dad and like, like things like that. Like, um, there's a couple times in in later seasons you'll notice some uh, almost A-list actors in the background. Oh, that's cool. They're just like hanging around the sets. Uh, everybody wanted to be on the West Wing set. Yeah, it was it was it was huge, dude. It was. I'm just surprised. Yeah, I know. And it was weird because it was on like while we were in college. Yeah. Um. So it still weirds me out that people are walking around with beepers. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, the Christmas old. Chronicles 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this. And the politics of Santa Claus. The politics of Santa Claus is that it's a, it's a, it's a patriarchal society. Uh, it's a dictatorship, <laughs> even. Um, there you go. Because we don't really know. So this is definitely the strangest version of the Santa and elves concept that I've ever seen. Hmm. Because like in the Tim, Tim Allen Santa Claus, they're just little children playing them. Yeah. Um, in the Polar Express, they're just, you know, short little people with strange voices. Um, in, I'm trying to think of other movies, in, we just watched Prep and Landing with the kids tonight, and they're just, you know, they're little elves. This, these kind of remind me of the ones from, you ever seen the movie Rise of the Guardians? Yes. Yes. Yep. Kind of remind me of those. Yeah. yeah, I did. Okay, are we are we into talking about the movie? I hope so. The 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 elves in this totally got me out of the movie. I, I yeah. really didn't like the elves. Okay. In this movie, I thought they were stupid looking. 
My wife, uh, she was kind of like she fell asleep watching this, not because she was bored, just because she was tired. It's been a long week. Well, you teachers out there know that this uh. last week, though, is you know there's like a huge anticipation because today, as we record, is the last day of you know before break. But it's also an exhausting. Uh-huh. It's an exhausting well, week. We're like super focused and oh, sure. ready to, <laughs> to be engaged and, and to learn. <laughs> and I, they were wanting me to change their life this week. Yeah. <laughs> So, they they were probably they the were probably week of teaching overhead. Yeah, they probably even said, "Please, Mr. Jemison, give us homework over the break to do. Can you assign us practice uh, sessions that we have to um, have our parents sign off on?" Oh. So I don't know about you guys. I, I've been off since Wednesday. Shut so. up! No one cares. You and your community college teacher person. Um. <laughs> Anyway, my point was, I don't know what my point is. Oh, my wife fell asleep. But she woke mm-hmm. up when the elves showed up, and she's like, oh, my gosh, those things are scary. Right? Um, they look like uh, Furbies. They, Remember the Furbies? They actually kind of look like a CGI version of Gizmo. Like if yeah. Gizmo yeah. hadn't, yeah. like all his spawn hadn't turned evil. Like, yeah. like, like Chainsaw was Gizmo. It was but, just, it was bad, dude. It was just bad. It was a weird choice. I, I didn't. I didn't like it. I, and a lot of the decisions that they did with the Santa Claus lore, I was totally fine with. I mean, I love the yeah. fact that he keeps making fun of Santa for being fat. He's like, mm-hmm. they're like, yep. you don't look like that guy. And he's like, billboard ads, eighty pounds. You know, they're like, they made a lot of jokes like that, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I, I'm okay with that stuff, and I'm okay with the fact that the sack is a, a portal to. The yeah, workshop. I thought, yeah, I thought that was neat. That, that was, was a neat invention. Yeah, that was, that was neat. Because you never, because really, like different, you know, movies play it differently. Like, uh, like the Prep and Landing or the, um, even the Polar Express version, it's just a big ass. Santa, Cla- Santa Claus and, yeah. Yeah, it's just a big ass sack. And then the Tim yeah. Allen version, <laughs> the, the sack, um, it's, it's like, um, it's like, there's like a port key inside that just keeps teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 things you know every time he leaves a house the bag is empty and then when he goes yeah. to the next house it's full um so whereas this one is uh you know it's like a it's like a like a black hole there's a singularity between his bag and the north pole which was i thought that was kind of neat yeah um it's an inventive way to do it yeah yeah i thought it was pretty pretty clever um so there was i I, I also liked how he was able to like a magician pop toys or pop presents out of his that coat. Was, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? <laughs> like, like he just, he just had, because he was, he's magic, right? Like it, it's yeah. long since we're all very cool with the concept that Santa's magic. Like he kind of has to be in order to do the thing that, you know, he mm-hmm. is, he's able to do. So, um, so the fact that he's able to pull out these toys from his pocket, he's like, we, we frisked you. He's like, yes, you did. Would you like me to go past nine years old? He's like, no, I'm okay. And then he's but then to- but then it's like the perfect present for every person he's in front of. So it's almost like this psychic, you know, because you know, he'd have to be being Santa, knowing every single person by their name. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did enjoy that part of the movie where he pretty much freaked out any adult he came across yeah. um, in their travels. Yeah. Yeah, the restaurant scene actually kind of had me laughing a little bit because because every because because no one would believe him and no one would believe him. I mean, let's just be honest. If this guy yeah. showed up 
every one of us, the three of us, would have been the restaurant. We would have been the, the woman on the phone, like, hey, there's, there's an old man claiming to be Santa. There's two kids here that look kind of scared. You might want to <laughs> call the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. We all would have done that. And I'm just, to be honest, we would have. Um, yep. And so... <laughs> <laughs> And I and I do love the justification. Look, this is the challenger that he stole. If we borrow it and take it back, it's not stealing. He's like saying, "I was like, that's a good point." <laughs> I just <laughs> I, I I liked that stuff. And there's so okay. So I didn't pick up on it until I started watching the movie for the second time for for clip purposes. Because what I always do is I. I, I watch the movie and just write down the, the time code for my clip so I go back and, and get the clip. And it didn't occur to me until the second time, right? Because at the end of the movie, he hands his hat to the kid, and he's like, won't you be able to fly? And he goes, no, I'm magic. I can, I can fly. And he's like, it's not the hat, right? So when I go back to the scene where he loses his hat and he, and he, he goes to jump and he falls straight on his face, it, it then occurs to me in that moment that, the whole point of the movie is to make the two of them, A, work together and, and find each other as a family, and B, to get Ted, Teddy, to believe. Yep. That's the yeah. point of the movie. It's not, quote-unquote, saving Christmas, because I don't think Santa ever felt that that was ever actually in jeopardy. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like, that was the point was to, to, to get this kid to be a believer. Um, but I also think it could have been, I don't know, communicated a little better in the movie. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 it occurred to me the second time because it's like, well, wait a minute. He's, yeah. he's doing all of this stuff, legwork and all this stuff. He's doing that on purpose. Because uh -huh. if he could just fly, there's no struggle, so the kids don't have any... There's no, they have no stake in the movie, like they don't, or a stake in, in Santa. Like if he's able to, be like, oh, boys, I'll just snap my fingers and the sleigh will be fixed, and I'll, I'll whistle and the reindeer will come back, and I'll take you kids home. And you know, uh, yeah, I'm just, I never thought of that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, he, this was, this was all for them. He could have yeah. just as easily jumped right back up and flew away and gotten all this stuff and left and not had to. Be in the prison singing, yeah, Christmas carols and, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it, and maybe it was maybe the plan wasn't just to influence the two of them because he was able to sway two cops. I mean, he saved a marriage. Yeah, in, in one case, um, and who knows? Maybe by him kind of showing himself off to the ba the people in the jail, and one of the guys is like, "Can I keep this?" You know, kind of <laughs> with, the, with the joke implying that maybe he'll keep it, maybe he'll sell it for why he was in there in the first place. But you know, maybe he's able to help those people. I mean, that might have been the plan again the whole time. Um, obviously, the plan doesn't formulate until the kids show up in the back of the sleigh. He didn't go out that that Christmas hoping. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe he it's, did. He was. He, I don't know. I think he was reactionary. reactionary. I think when he saw something, he he knew to do it. Yeah, that because that's why he never seemed out of control or really even upset at the situation because mm -hmm. he knew he could handle whatever was thrown his way. 
I mean, yeah. and really the only time he actually does quote unquote lose any control is in the intro clip that I pulled. And I only pulled it because I thought it was funny that Santa Claus is giving like the best mom guilt ever. <laughs> um, but that, and that's really kind of the only time. And again, I think that might have all been part of the plan. I'm going yeah. to guilt these kids a little bit and I'm going to, you know, Make it seem like it's going to be hard on me, a hardship on me because of what they did. But let's see if we, let's see how they react. And can we be very honest that Kurt Russell is an awesome Santa? He's the best. Yeah. I mean, I I really enjoyed him as Santa. I was and, I was going to say that I I really think that the it, when I saw the uh, poster, the movie poster, mm-hmm. I wasn't about the look, and I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be terrible, right? But he actually pulled it off really well. Yeah. And I like the fact that it wasn't, it was kind of a, it wasn't a crisp and clean Santa that we always see on, <laughs> on cartoons and, and he had you know, billboards fur pelts yeah. on him for goodness sake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Peter was probably pissed off about that. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure that beard is real. By the way, because yeah. he had he had yeah. a pretty good beard going in Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah. Oh, um, we forgot about. Oh no, we didn't do that one. We saw it, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't, do th- I don't think we did a spoiler cast on that one. But, but with that said, with 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 as good as Kurt Russell was in this movie, I I I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I could. No. Oh, the sorry. kids pissed me off. Oh yeah. I didn't like the kids. I I I. And, and I feel like a horrible human being for saying this, but I just, I did not sympathize at all with the kids. And, um, I felt, I felt bad for the daughter because the older brother was like out of his way douche. Yeah. And then really I, was. I didn't even wrote in my notes, wow, the older brother's a douche. Is this what I have to look forward to? Cause I have a, you know, older son and the younger daughter. Well, and, and let me, let me kind of, explain a little bit more because I, I had to think about this to, to get kind of where my thoughts were on it. This movie is marketed as another Christmas um, uh, feel-good uh, family movie. Mm-hmm. Did, did we freeze there, Sam? Did we lose Sam? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's frozen. He hasn't moved on the camera either. Oh, wait, the camera's moving. Wait. Up oh, there, there you are. are. <laughs> yeah, I can now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Where where did I get to? You got to this movie was marketed as a family feel oh, yeah, good movie. Good. And marketed and, as a family feel good film. Yeah. And it, it is to a certain extent. But um there are elements that I wouldn't really want my kids to watch. Um a couple of, of not choice language, they're obviously not this isn't a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> or Wolf of Wall Street. But it just, there was sometimes that I, you know, I hate the films that talk about Santa not being real. Um, and, you know, when he didn't believe it first, I, that, I, that always bugs me. But that's just a personal preference. But when they were in some situations, there was some words coming out of the kids that I was like, oh, I don't know if I want my kids hearing this. Yeah. And uh, I watched this with my kids. Um, and we had to have a little discussion, you know, and they know, like, they, they understand words that they're not supposed to say. Yeah. And stuff. And, you know, and there were some things that I was like, all right, guys, you, you know, you don't repeat stuff like this. You know that this isn't appropriate, even though it's not like bad. 
it's still yeah. not appropriate. You know. I yeah. honestly, because I didn't watch it with either one of my kids, I don't remember any language that was whatever. I just don't remember mm-hmm. it. Um, it the only wasn't well, that's what that's why I watched. You know, I was watching it to see if I could watch it with my kids. Yeah, the, and um, the only part that I would have would would go there with you, Sam, was when the kid, the boy, gets kidnapped by the these random dudes out scoping the park looking for people to kidnap. I don't know yeah. what their point was. I mean, yeah. I, like the whole point of that scene was just to give the elves someone to fight, yeah. um, to have the Ewok scene. But, but <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, there's a, you know, an attempted murder about to happen. He's like, you know, he opens up the big thing, the the big furnace, whatever, and then he tells, he's like, you know, take him out to the trash, and I don't mean recycling. Like I know it's implied. I mean, we're we're not. Declan wouldn't pick up on it, but I mean, it's a little yeah. dark for a Christmas movie. We just, we're just, we're going to commit murder on a 15 year old. You know, it's a little rough. <laughs> um, and I'm not, again, I'm not sure why. Like, again, what was the point of yeah. those three guys taking him there? If all they wanted to do was rob him, then just take the bag. Like they, exactly. they, they could have beat him up and, you know, knocked him down and then just taken the bag. Yeah. Again, the, like, yeah. it was that, honestly, that scene was kind of the weakest part. Of the movie, yeah. yep. Because it didn't matter. I think that they had to, you know, that's the same scene where they're figuring out what the bag is, and he doesn't know if his sister is alive or if she's lost or whatever inside the bag. So I think that maybe that's there as a way to help him, his character develop and have feelings again. You know. Yeah, I mean, it does create a sense of urgency when he throws the bag in the fire. Now, I thought it would have yeah. been kind of neat if that he throws it in the fire. And nothing happens to the bag because it's magic. Yeah. yeah. You know, like like he's getting ready to go in for it and they knock him down and then they kinda of look back and realize that like there's nothing happening to the bag and then like maybe then the bag moves itself out and maybe then the elves show up or something. I, I don't know. There, there 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 was a chance for some some more magical things happening and more humor uh in a scene that was frankly frankly fairly dark and a little scary. Uh, yeah. Again, neither one of my kids, most my kids are too young. They would not have understood the connotation of what was happening. Um, but maybe a little bit older, they're like, wait a minute, did, are they, did he just threaten to kill that kid? That's kind of messed up <laughs> on Christmas. And, but then again, that was a lot like Adventures in Babysitting, where there was yeah. some pretty, but I wouldn't want, I wouldn't let my children yeah, watch but there's, Adventures in Babysitting. Well, and in, I guess I was going to say, but there's nothing like that in the Santa Claus, like the Tim Allen one, except that the movie literally starts with the death of Santa. Death of Santa. <laughs> so, um, did, was it yeah. you that told me, that, or did I hear that? I forget where I heard it, that originally the plot was written for them to, for Tim Allen to kill Santa. Oh, oh dear. Lord. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I heard this on uh, like a late night talk show, like Jimmy Kimmel or something. And uh, Disney said, that's way too dark for us <laughs> to produce this movie yeah. uh, as a kid's movie. Yeah. Is so they a, just had him fall off the roof instead. Is it a Disney movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. a Disney movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, look at that. Walt Disney Pictures Presents. Um. Wow, that's interesting. I'm actually on the I'm on the webpage now looking at the trivia. I want to see if I can find something like that about anything about that because yeah. that's that's crazy. The Tim Allen 
<laughs> Tim Allen said in the same interview, he said, I uh, really should never have been the one to play Santa Claus. And <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel says, why not? And he says, uh, I hate children. <laughs> so, wow. Well, I mean, the number two piece of trivia here, Tim Allen has a criminal record. Uh, oh, yeah. For drug possession. Yeah. And, he and, was found with like three pounds of cocaine or something yeah, like that. And Disney has a no hiring of ex-cons policy. An exception was made in this case. Yeah. And it was his first film. That's kind of neat. Uh, an older ver- <laughs> older release of the film, Tim mm-hmm. Allen makes a sarcastic remark in the movie, which includes the line, 1-800-SPANK-ME. Uh, during the <laughs> film's release, a woman from Cleveland called the fictional number for her curious grandchildren. It turned out to be a phone sex line. Uh, but it wasn't until 97 when Disney received complaints from parents whose children had called the number and racked up huge phone bills did the studio cut the line from future releases. <laughs> Disney also said that they would purchase the phone number and disconnect the service. This is part of the film. This part of the film is also cut in the DVD's release. On television broadcasts, the number has changed to 800 pound. Okay. Interesting. Oh, there's a Mickey in the when they pass the moon. Interesting. I, I see that's a movie. We watch this movie every year and um uh-huh. the Tim Allen version, obviously. The Scott the role of Santa Claus was written with Bill Murray in mind. Uh but Bill Murray declined saying he didn't think it suited his humor. I kinda get that. Anyway, um Brian Cranston was considered for the role of Neil Miller. That's funny. And by the way, my, my former um, supervisor from UNC Charlotte is named Neil Miller. That's just also funny. Uh, could you see Brian Cranston in all those ugly sweaters? That would be great. That would be funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll, I'll look that for that later. In the meantime, uh, we're going to go back to this movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... I thought it was kind of cool in the movie how they had the uh, the scene where the girl is at the North Pole and she sees all these, this, basically this giant Rolodex of uh, Christmas letters mm-hmm. that kids have written to Santa. It was pretty cool. Yeah, again, there's a lot of really interesting choices that they made for the film that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I like just about all of them. I mean, I... The, the set design anywhere in the North Pole was awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, honestly, that scene, that set design, reminded me of the Harry Potter trial place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I looked in the trivia, and it didn't say anything about it, so I guess it wasn't. Um, but that would have been cool to see, like, oh, they reused the set from the Harry Potter blah, 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 and the trial of the blah, blah, blah. Because this is what Why it looked not? like. Yeah, that's just what it looked like. Um, and one of the other things that I liked was you know, again, they're they're trying to without going so far as to explain midichlorians, right? They're trying to explain a couple things, like how come Santa is able to do what he's able to do, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is this idea that his sleigh has like a wormhole apparatus, so all he has to do is punch in a city, and it's just a it's literally like not like warp speed, right there. but he's just there, and yeah. they don't explain it. I was actually cool with that. He's like. And, you know, it would have been really lame if the kid goes, what's this? Oh, it's my earth ball rotating spherical doobie-doo. You know, like, it's fine. It's a thing. He turns the ball, and he's and then he's in the next city. Like, I'm, I'm glad they didn't 
you know, do stuff like that. Technically, he still wasn't going fast enough to get hit every kid in the world. Um, or, well, not um, every kid believes in one night. Every kid believes in Christmas. Anyway, um, you know, even if, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the math is on that, right? Like, if I'm yeah. sure someone's done it, like, how, has. how fast, like, how, like, like, how fast would he have to go in order to hit every? I mean, Christmas is is a kind of a it's a Christian kind of a thing, right? Isn't it kind of a? I mean, the idea of Santa Claus is. Oh, here a, you go. Okay, got it. Because each household has two point six seven children, there are about seventy five million homes to visit. Average distance between each home is about one point six three miles. So Santa would need to cover one 122 million miles. To cover that distance in 24 hours, the sleigh would have to travel a whopping average speed of 5,083,000 miles per hour. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But, like, that doesn't even, like, even counter into a, the count, uh, calculate how long he has per house. Yeah, you know so that's saying? just, you know, dotting that's, each house. That's just, that's just him literally flying over the house mm-hmm. at that speed like there has to be with an average of 0.001 second yeah. per household well here so, you go santa would need to visit 5556 homes every second okay so there's the answer oh. yeah um so it's 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 in the, you're down into the thousandths of a second to do the <laughs> thing so oh here we go here you go uh <laughs> um no, never mind. Never mind. Keep going. Do you know Santa what, can here, manipulate time, though. We yeah, here, here's what's actually happening. I just want you to be aware of the same as that. Santa jumps off, right? And yep. he's visiting your neighborhood. But while he's visiting your neighborhood, his sleigh goes up and spins the earth backwards so that he gains those. <laughs> yeah. It goes around in the opposite direction the so opposite fast. Direction. Yeah, like that stupid Superman thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but see, that's that's what that. There you go. The uh, the Harry Potter uh, time the time turner thing. yeah there, there's some people have said that Santa Claus is actually a wizard who uses a time turner yeah um, he go. just he goes until he he runs out of daylight and then he just rewinds himself twelve hours and then oh, does man what a what a perfect nugget that they could have thrown into Harry Potter uh, yeah really I'm surprised oh, that wasn't the, name one of the kids Chris Kringle like just yeah that would have been kind of fun. <laughs> just throw it in there. <laughs> and then we know that they, that they've kind of because there's in two different movies where they're kind of having winter break. There's like very direct mentions to Santa, so they yep. also, as wizards, also still believe in Santa. So maybe they're like, we don't believe it's because we know the guy. We know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like he doesn't like his his sack is you know uses the same charm that Harry or Hermione's purse does, you know, or yeah. or something like sack that. of requirement. The sack of requirement. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, not what it is, but that's way, way better than what it actually is. So I'm just gonna... <laughs> the sack of requirement. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, the guy that I work with, whose roommate uh, roomed with me a couple times, and we've recorded, uh, Chris. He uh, he has really bad knees, so whenever he has to bend down to like pick up a like a, a tool or anything. He always makes these really funny like <laughs> he makes these noises, right? Because he's trying to get down, but it, again it hurts his knees. So saying these strange things and he said something the other day and I looked at him and I was like, 
You sound like you're saying a spell from the Harry Potter universe, but set in the Flintstones. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, I can totally hear you hear that. Because he kept saying, like, uh, Yabadoo, scuba line, Yabadoo. It was really funny. I don't know. Well, well you, need to, you need to throw back the, uh, by the power of Grayskull. By the power of Grayskull, yeah. Actually, someone go. said that the other day. Totally out of. What was it? It might have been actually. I think it was when I uh, we were doing an install and we got the light, uh, the this projector. It was the brightest projector any of us had ever um, set up. You know, um, as an eighteen thousand lumen projector. Ooh, um, the fire was one of those. Well, it actually did. That was the funny part is that it it um my <laughs> boss was working in front of it like a couple inches away from the lens while it was on, and he was wearing one of those like rain jackets like that um. Oh yeah, the plasticky. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not polyester. It's that kind of. It's that. It's a rain yeah. jacket. And he says, "I smell burning plastic." And he was afraid that he had somehow, like, put something on the projector and it was hot. And he looked down and he noticed that it was like not burning, but like heat shrinking his jacket. <laughs> and he's like, "Ah!" Oh! Then, then, then he kind of felt the pain. Yeah. A little bit. yeah. <laughs> And so he showed me his jacket. I was like, "Oh my gosh, a lamp did that!" And he goes, "And again, wow. he wasn't touching the lamp. He was about no. he was three inches away from it." But eighteen thousand lumens is still a lot. Anyway, my point is, uh, it was funny. Um, Santa my is, God, what a what a rabbit hole! Yeah, that's on fine. that one, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's, that's they're the best. Uh, I did like how the valet was watching Stranger Things. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. 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 Have you seen that yet? I've seen two episodes of Stranger Things. Oh my god! Give up on it? I, don't, I didn't give up on it. I just I lost interest. I just need to get back in the mood for it. Yeah, you got to stay with it. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah, it's I, so good. I, I, I again, you, 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 you both have told me that, and I, I'm not yeah. not doing it because I want to either spite you or I don't think. It's oh good. yes, you are. You're a spiteful person. Uh, of the <laughs> two of us, we both know which one of us is the spiteful person. <laughs> You would wreck this podcast just to piss me off. So let's be fair. <laughs> I did hold the website ransom. Yeah, um, you, well, you didn't, but um, unless you did, you just lied to me, told me that some the reason why it left. No, remember I put the flash the, the the screen that said that you had to say something oh, on air to get the the website back. You did do that. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was early. Uh, yeah, well, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's what happens when you've done a podcast for nearly four years. Yep. We're, uh, History, we need a Wikipedia page. We're actually, oh, that would be kind of neat. Somebody get on that. Um, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, we are rapidly approaching um, four years for the show. Isn't that cool? Oh, I think by the time awesome. we do, uh, I actually think by the time we do our next uh, our next one, our next podcast, it'll be, mm, excuse me, I think it will be uh, uh, four years. So, wow. Yeah. Cool. I'm also looking back, I'm, 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 I've gone back into the podcast uh, email. Uh, yeah, uh, January 10th, 2014. Oh, crap, it'll be five years. Right? <laughs> My, yep. my math will be five years we've done this this thing. Well, I was going back, but I was looking at the the in the, the um, what am I trying to say? My podcast. I have a I have a a, um, a folder of of previous emails, 
And the last time we got an email, other than the one for the lightest, the lightest darkness that we did, yep. was May 29th of 2017. <laughs> um, and that was when we were requested to do the Knights of Bad Astum. Oh, and that was with uh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Your internet hiccup when you said Peter Dinklage, and it sounded like you said Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Something really weird is going on with my internet tonight. It is, it's like keeps freezing for like three seconds and then I'm back. Yeah. That's I don't know what is going on. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I blame Sean. Andrew, I forgot your wife sent us an email. She did? Yeah. Hey guys, I'm an occasional listener oh. to your show. That's right. She wanted us to do Final That's right, Girl. That awful. Uh... She wanted us to do Final Girl, but it's funny because it was sincerely anonymous because you didn't, because you were a friend of the show at the time, you weren't participating fully yet, and she didn't want to get yelled at. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, um, and AOL Jeff hasn't emailed in a long time. That's a shame. Anyway. That's uh, Chad is gone. Got rest his soul. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I think maybe just AOL. Crapped out on him yeah. finally. Didn't they go bankrupt? <laughs> Didn't Time Warner finally drop AOL? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Anyway, my point is is that people should send emails. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I missed them. Um I'm actually just start emailing people back, being like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> did you did you ghost out on us? <laughs> Be like that creepy boyfriend that doesn't accept that the relationship's over and just start emailing back. Um, uh, we interrupt your movie with a music video I wrote. <laughs> Thought that was kind of random, but also kind of awesome yeah. at the same time. I don't know. Again, straight out of the 80s. I swear these people yeah. were, were, you know, totally I've, getting that. I've never, you know, my music is what I do for a living, but I've, I've never been a fan of when I'm watching a movie, they just, other than in a musical where it's supposed to happen. Yep. I, I've never been a fan of just random musical numbers in the middle of a movie. Hmm. I don't know why. Totally agree. Yeah, there's, I don't know, there are exceptions, I think. I mean, like, one of the funniest ones was um, in How I Met Your Mother, when Barney Stinson sings a whole song about whether or not he should give up his suits. For this girl that he wants to bang, oh, yeah. so he sings this whole song about how he loves his suits, and then at the end of it, he's like, "But she's really hot," and so he closes the door on his suits, and then like whispers, and he says to her, "I'm totally gonna give them up for you," and she's like, "Thanks," and then as he shuts the door, he looks at his suits and goes, "I'm totally not," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's other there's other movies, hey, even again, even Adventures in Babysitting, but again, that wasn't like a choreographed thing right that was you could tell she was uncomfortable and awkward and she's having to make stuff up but and that's that's different um it didn't bother me it just came out of left field i was just like oh there's a there's a band and the thing and and that's cool and so it's like yeah and and so now it's almost the question is okay fine if the band equipment and all the pa equipment stays but like do the police uh, confiscate their equipment? You know, like you can't have a guitar in there. You're, you're gonna kill each other with it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and the microphones. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just, it was a cool scene, but 
Then there's the practicality of like the cops are just like, hey, that's cool. Time to go back to work. What? <laughs> like no one seems weirded out by this. I mean, they, maybe weirded out is not the right word, but no one seems concerned. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. like no, no one's got their guns drawn or whatever. Like what is happening? You know, oh, there's a guy breaking out with a chainsaw. That's yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, the last two notes I wrote was how those elves went from beating up some thugs to possible homicide with a chainsaw. I wrote how. I yeah. think I meant to write wow. And then I wrote uh, Lisa was calling him an hour before sunrise. Like, what was she doing up? Remember, she calls him in the jail and then he, they go up on the roof and he's like, oh, it's an hour before sunrise. Is she just up at 4 a.m. looking for her and husband? She out. Was was she? For some reason, I thought she was in L.A. or something. Maybe that's a, just a whole different movie. Oh, I don't know. Maybe popping into maybe, my head. Maybe you're thinking but, of Die Hard. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Other Christmas movies, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I. Even though Bruce Willis has actually come out and said Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, I still he's wrong. I still stand that it's a it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Um. <laughs> Andrew, you're killing me with that thing. What? He's using his dinosaur mask to scratch his head. That just <laughs> works pretty well with a you know, puppet. I just look. I just look over, and there's a Velociraptor, like you know, scratching Andrew's noggin there. That was great. And that's not coming from mine. That's a, that's a, amazing. I love it. The sickness <laughs> is wearing off. <laughs> Not wearing off, it's spreading. It's spreading. The sickness yeah, spreading. It's spreading. Uh, the tropes that I wrote was the flying in front of the moon trope. You have to have that. I have to have that. Um, and then the other one was uh, I wrote fake MacGuffin. Like the hat was a MacGuffin, but then it turned out did not be. Need, yeah, didn't need it. So it was a fake. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before I do clips? No, I, I thought it was stupid that he, he wanted to tell his dad who's proud. Yeah. I was like, no, no, that's not what he, it just seems stupid. Why would yeah. you tell him he's proud? I'd be like, hey, dad, what's it like? Well, no, or, remember he had that whole kind of moment where he was, the reason, he was told his sister the reason why he's being such a butt is because he's pissed off at his dad. Because, yeah. he, because he thought his dad was being selfish. And, and somehow, we don't really know how, I guess just through that moment, he kind of realized that he wasn't being selfish, so that he was... He was doing the right thing, and the right thing was to go into that burning building to save that other family. Yeah, but they could have again communicated that a little better because that just, I to me, it came out of left field. No, oh. I knew he was pissed off at his dad, but to go from being pissed off to be, you know, I, I could have understood. I miss you. I love you. Yeah, but I'm proud. That's stupid. Hmm, okay, um, but maybe the magic ball only works. If by him saying I'm proud of you to his dad, his dad like like his dad, it's a mirror, but it's just a dude. That's another Harry Potter reference. Yeah, it's a, it's just the mirror thing. Yeah, and so in order for him to hear his dad say I'm proud of you, he has to say it to him, you know. Um, like it's like the Grinch, you know, when he says you're an idiot, and or he says I'm an idiot, and then the Echo says you're an idiot, you know. <laughs> another another favorite in, the, in this house. Uh, all right, cl uh, clippy clip time. Um, 
the 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 voice uh, mail to or the video mail to Santa. Uh, this made me kind of chuckle. I help out mom a lot. She has to work at the hospital most nights, so I start dinner three, four times a week, do the dishes, and take out the trash. And I try not to get into too much trouble. I do say bad words every now and then, but that's only when my brother Teddy makes fun of me and I lose my sh- I mean my temper. Anyway, Santa. Ooh, that was awkward. Um, yes. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, I laughed out loud, hysterically. I don't know why. This just caught me in the right moment, but this, uh, this made me laugh. You look so different. Why? Because I'm not a big fat slob? No, no, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, that's okay, Kate. I guess it's understandable. I mean, who can eat millions of cookies in one night and not get fat, right? Well, I can. Can you go ho, ho, ho? I don't go ho, ho, ho. That's a myth. Fake news. <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. I don't, <laughs> I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh... Here's a little Star Wars reference for you. I mean, can't you just like wave your hand and Jedi mind trick the cops? I'm Santa Claus, Teddy, not Yoda. <laughs> uh, here's a little Swedish chef. Santa! Mrs. Claus, na na schönen schönke bildis. Schwökli, schwökli. I'm telling you, man, that's Swedish <laughs> chef. Oh, okay. Uh, and this also made me laugh. Uh, here you go. Take that, fat man! <laughs> I don't know why that got me going, but it just did. Uh, I just love hearing him yell. It's great. Take that, fat man! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> really, Sam? That's what makes you chuckle? <laughs> Not this? Take that, fat man! <laughs> <laughs> it's growing on you. I'm going to keep that one around. I'm going to keep that one around. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, I was up in the lift, uh, the, in the scissor lift the other day, and the, <laughs> no, I, I, I can't even create the joke for it. Never mind. So... Um, oh. I don't know. I was going to make... And then I, I dropped something, and then they threw it at me, and then he said... Take that, fat man! <laughs> and then I was sad. I don't know. I can't really... I mean, like, none none of the three of us are exactly fat, but none of us are also... I'm pretty fat. Well, I, but... Yeah, okay. But yeah. I, I didn't want to do the joke on you, because... No, that's fine. You're old, and it's almost your birthday, and I... Yeah, yeah, gotta be yeah. Nice. I'm dying. Well, you are almost... Yeah. It's almost what you're about. You're almost to the point where it's the the black balloons, right? Like, aren't you about to I hit the know. big big forty? Don't you get black? You get a big four zero. Yeah. Jeez. I think I think you just get um, I don't know, colon cleansed or something. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much the forty. You get, 40s you get what uh, Robin Williams called the, <laughs> the up, up the back. Yeah. There. Yeah, now yeah. for some more Central. bad news. Ready? I know I already played it, but I wanted to play it again. Um, the theme music for the movie, the Polar Express plays briefly at two separate times in the movie. Um, and the mint, this is the only other one I got because there wasn't much. Uh, the mint condition, mint condition, Mickey Mantle rookie card given to the man in the restaurant and then torn up by his wife was sold in 2018 for $2.88 million. Oh my gosh. Mm. She tore it in half. 
Obviously, it wasn't real. Okay, here we go. Like, uh, I had a best friend in high school, well, middle school, elementary, that uh, would tell me his his dad had all these baseball cards that he just got rid of one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, who would have thought that stuff like that would be worth yeah so much money? Um, Do you think there's going to be things like that, like nowadays that that we have that you know? 40, 50 years from now, people are going to go, oh, that's worth a whole lot of money. I, I don't know. I mean, like, because, like, cars are like that, right? Like, you look at a like at a 65 Mustang and think, yeah. Do you look at an 05 Mustang 30 or mm. 45 years from now and go, yeah, that's an 05 Mustang. Like, you just, I don't know what it is. There's, there's a certain, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. are, there, are there comic books being made now that in 25 years are going to have value? I don't know. It's just you have to get away from it. But, um, I mean, my 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 roommate Chris, um, not he's not my roommate, but he, when he is my roommate, he's my roommate. Chris, he just bought a a comic book. It was the uh, it was the Spider Man issue that had the first appearance of the Punisher. How much do you think he paid mm-hmm. for that? Ten dollars. Okay, Andrew, you want to take a more educated guess? <laughs> uh... <laughs> No. He spent that much on it? Yep. $5,000 on the comic book. No way. Crap. And, you know, and to him, they're investments. I mean, that's an investment. Yeah. So that whenever he's ready to quote unquote retire, he'll sell the lot and he'll make a lot more. Because 20 years ago, that comic book was worth. Three grand or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. He tries it's to only explain. worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. That's correct. And maybe twenty years from now, someone you know, the industry says we don't care about comic books anymore. I don't. I don't know. Um, oh wow. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So. Sorry to throw us in that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, that's fine. It happens. Uh, we never go down them. It's it's you know, random. It's, it's something we just don't do regularly. Rowan Atkinson was considered for the role of Scott Calvin in the in the Tim Mountain Santa Claus. Could you see? Harrison Ford was considered. Was there anyone not considered for that role? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, give me a second. I'll keep looking. Jeff Daniels, Peter McNulty, Stanley Tucci, and Bradley Whitford were considered for the role of Neil Miller. Okay. Um, I don't know why I'm back on here, but I am. I'm actually looking for that thing that Andrew said. Um, What's that? About that he was supposed to kill Santa. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams and Tom Hanks were originally considered for for Santa Claus. So ha. (laughs) (laughs) Toby McGuire. Yeah, he would. (laughs) He would have been like one. (laughs) He might have been able to play the kid. Yeah. What about uh, Sam from Lord of the Rings, um, who's in uh, Ru- Rudy? Uh, yeah, I think he might have been too young to play an adult, but um, I, who knows? Anyway, uh, the only other one was um, Robert De Niro was also considered for the role of uh, Neil Miller. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway, to this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going to do our top three favorite non-animated Christmas movies. 
So that's right. You're not animated, so none of your your little Rudolphs or your Santa Claus is coming or your Frosty the Snowman's or any of those other things. And there is no list on this planet other than which three movies does Sean hate the most would appear the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas movie. Um, you really don't like characters that are you're supposed to feel sorry for. I don't do feel you? sorry for Charlie Brown. I feel I I don't actually. It's actually not Charlie Brown's fault. He has the worst friends on the planet. They are horrible they, people, uh, except Linus. Linus is the only one that kind of, and I mean, even his dog is kind of a dick to him a little bit. <laughs> um, I've always felt like Snoopy has the personality of a cat, really. Oh, he kind of does, yeah. Um, but like, just, <laughs> I mean, like, Lucy is psychopathic. I mean, let's just be fair. She is literally psycho. Yeah. And, yeah. and everyone else in that Christmas special, like, we, we've watched, and, because, and again, I never want to impose my opinion of, certain things onto my children. Um, okay. Pretty much the only thing that I've really imposed my opinion on them is kind of sports related because I'm like, Declan, you can choose any team in the NFL you want to watch as long as it's not the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and or, Sarah, I'm sure he'll grow up as a Duke fan. Well, we've actually, we've, yeah, Sarah and I have actually also kind of agreed that we won't influence that decision either, but because we oh, don't, wow. we won't, we don't watch Duke games in the house. He what about close family uh, friends. Do what? Close family friends influence that decision. What do you mean? I don't know. If someone started sending him a bunch of Duke apparel and that's, I mean, that's, know, little, that's, little that's, Duke Blue Devils, and as long as it fit, I don't care. I mean, again, it, it's up to him. I'm, I'm going to let him make those decisions because I made my decision to be a Carolina fan separate from my from my mom, who is a Duke fan. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's your money now. Whether or not I actually physically give it to him is another is another choice. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that when Sarah says we're gonna watch Charlie Brown Halloween Thanksgiving Christmas special, I say okay, and I keep my mouth shut, even though inside I'm like, I hate all of you children. You're the worst. And, and and I I don't really hate. I really will say that the Peanuts Thanksgiving episode is horrible. Oh my gosh, they're so mean. It is so bad. The, the, it's so very very bad. That that one peppermint patty, whatever she yell, she freaking yells at him because he's six, and he made yeah. you a a meal of of toast and and popcorn and jelly beans, and you should be thankful, you little jerk. I want yep. to say other words, but I, I shouldn't. But like. And and eventually she realizes how how awful she is, and then it just by the grace of whatever that Charlie Brown's grandmother is like, yeah, invite all these strangers over that I apparently don't want to have Thanksgiving at their own family's own house. homes. Where yeah. are their parents? Like I know Charles Schultz wrote this character based on his experience, but my God, he needed to move. He had the worst <laughs> experience. I just I, there's nothing about the Charlie Brown stories that I like. I just there's nothing. I mean, that's Merry like, Christmas, folks. Yeah, Merry Christmas and whatever. But like, <laughs> they're so mean to him. They're just so mean to him, and it makes me sad. I feel bad for Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown and Eeyore should just have a suicide pact. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they should just get together. And most of the Ben, most of your Ben Stiller movies that you hate too. Yeah, I don't like him because he sucks. Not just because he's like, you feel bad for him. I just don't like him because. Like the world wants to step on him constantly, and he just lets it. It's strange. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's funny. Everybody has their things. I mean, I, I worked with a guy yeah. who hates 
with a singular passion. Like if Ben Stiller literally walked into my house right now, I would give him the utmost respect of a of of someone of his stature, and I would say, Be so, short. Uh, so how's your dad doing? Because I like him. Um, but like, there's one of the guys I worked with hates, and I mean, with a fiery passion of a thousand burning suns, Matthew McConaughey. All right. He calls he calls him a man a a a mimbo. He's a man bimbo. Like his only his only redeeming quality is that he's attractive, that he doesn't actually know anything. Which I don't think is true, but that's what he feels. I don't know. So, Watch uh, the Free State of Jones. I thought he was pretty good in that. I well, again, he the man won an Oscar, and usually dumb yeah. people don't win. Usually, dumb people don't yeah. win Oscars. Um, but. The best prank I was ever uh, a participant of is that because we learned that he hates Matthew McConaughey with such a fiery passion that two of my, uh, I don't think he listened to the podcast, but two of my students decided to send him and Matthew McConaughey fan mail every day for like <laughs> a month. It was the Matthew McConaughey fun fact and it was just random <laughs> pictures of him. You know, shirtless, and they created a Google account, Matthew McConaughey Fan Club at gmail.com. And at the bottom, it would say, click uh, click here to unsubscribe. And he would click it, and literally, it would be sent to a basically a, a dummy a page. You can create pages within Google, a page that would say, Thank you for reapplying to the to whatever, like renewing your subscription. Like every time he would do it, it was, God, it was so funny. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, that was, a, again, weird long tangent. My point is, is that it's time for top three. Uh, Andrew, yes. what is your top three non-animated Christmas movies? Okay, number three, um, Batman Returns. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, not officially a Christmas movie, it happens but it's at, yeah. at Christmas time. Sure. Uh, okay. I'll allow it. Uh, number two, Home Alone. All right. Yeah, good one. Uh, and then my number one all-time favorite is Christmas Vacation. Oh, I, I can't believe I, I, I remember being, I guess, maybe six or seven, maybe eight. And that's not a movie that a six or seven or eight-year-old should watch. <laughs> and so... The majority of that movie I watched with my aunt covering my eyes and ears. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I only remember the, the good, funny parts. So I never knew the bad parts until I was older. And, Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe I didn't have that on my list. Oh. I'm ashamed. Uh, go ahead, Sam. All right, um, I've got a uh, honorable mel- honorable mention of a Christmas story, which is something I literally, thanks to TBS, could keep on in the background and just listen to all day. For some reason, that I have a whole lot of fun with that. Um, I heard they're not doing that this year. Are they not? Oh, that's that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Jeez. All right, my um, my number three is Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of along the lines of uh, Batman Returns, kind of just Christmas parts in it. My number two is Elf, mm-hmm. which is, again, something I could watch all the time. And then, of course, uh, Home Alone is the best Christmas out there. 
give me John Williams soundtrack and I'm I'm ready for the season. Did you see the new um, commercial by? Either yes, I just saw it today. It's so funny. Like <laughs> it's like a Google commercial, but it's him. He's grown up, and uh, he, like Operation Kevin and all the little things start moving around. But it, like it's Kevin Durant is the uh, is the cutout. <clears throat> yep, he, he does all the booby traps. It's pretty great. Uh, it's it's yep. a pretty funny commercial. I appreciate that he's willing to do that. Um. My honorable mention, I, I, it's funny, before the show, Sam, yeah. I was like, I, I, was, I was thinking of a Star Trek connection, because I always try to, just There's, like you. Isn't there some, like, don't they go t- in the holodeck and there's go a, back to, to uh, there's a, uh, Elizabethan times or something? There there are a handful of holodeck episodes, uh, but I yeah. was trying to stick with just the movie. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. But then I remembered, right, Star Trek Generations, when he goes into the magical thing that makes him go to anywhere he wants, he goes to his Earth home at Christmas time. Huh. I'd forgotten about it, uh, mainly because that movie kind of sucks. Um, but it's also the first movie I ever watched with my dad in the theater, so I, I should have remembered that. So that's my honorable mention is the Star Trek yeah. Generations. You know, I could have said Jurassic Park because when she's trying to turn on the power, that's like me putting on the Christmas lights outside. Okay, that's a stretch, but and, uh, sure. And know. then a giant um, arm falls on yeah. your... Um, Sam, Samuel L. Jackson gives me a gives you, disembodied yeah. uh, He gives you a hand, if you will. <laughs> my number three, my top three, I put Elf with a question mark because I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's a tie, honestly, oh, okay. for either Elf... Or four Christmases, or like I, I, it's it's one of the ones that we or or probably honestly or the Santa Claus because we watch one of those three every year, some in some shape or form, but they're not staples. It's like they're staples at the house, but they're not requirements. Uh, my number yeah. two is the Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And my number one is a Muppets Christmas Carol. It's my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my, yep. that's my favorite. I don't know Christmas why. I'm not a huge fan of the the Jim Carrey Grinch. Never have been. No, I don't know if it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It was know. it was done during that time where it was just the the camera work on it bugs me for some reason. It does. It his it, it honestly it has not aged well. For whatever reason, it comes across as kind of dark, and I don't mean tonally, I mean visually. It's a weird, dark film, Um, but it's still funny. There's like I like the scene where he's making fun of Ron Howard, the director, where he (laughs) he puts the the thing on on Max's nose, and he says, okay, here's your motivation. Yeah, your name is Rudolph, and nobody likes you. Then Santa comes and says, you're going to save Christmas. No, no, no! Forget that. That's too commercial. Uh, you're gonna—you hate Christmas. You want to steal it. Saving Christmas was a was a lousy ending. Action! And then he pops his nose off. He goes, "Brilliant! You reject your own nose because it represents the glitter of commercialism." Why didn't I think of that? Cut, print, check the gate. Moving on. And he even is wearing the hat that Ron Howard always wears. He probably <laughs> went off camera, took the hat off his head, and put it on, and did the scene. And then, <laughs> and then probably did the whole cut, print, check the gate. Moving on, which is a film thing to say that Ron Howard probably says that every time. So he's, he's probably literally making fun of Ron Howard and Ron's probably like laughing his ass off off camera. 
So like like that stuff I like. And of course I like mm-hmm. I like Jim Carrey. I like his ridiculousness. I love Ace Ventura, Liar Liar. Um I, I, I love the overacting. So anyway, I, I have no I like that movie a lot. But of course the Michael Caine with the <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol is my favorite. So yeah. and Rizzo cool. the Rat. And they do the gag that they do in all movies, a lot of movies, but it's the whole wait a minute, you could fit through those bars the whole time? Yeah. You're such an idiot. What? Anyway. Um, Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to rank this movie from 1 to 10. And Andrew, as tradition dictates, will go first. Uh, I like this movie. I, I didn't see too much wrong with it. The CGI kind of bothered me here and there. It was kind of elves. Whatever. And the elves bothered me. Um, and the kids were... I felt like they were good, not great. Um, so I'm going to give this a 6.8. Okay. Sam? Oh, sorry. I thought we froze for a second. Um, <laughs> I, I, kinda, I agree with pretty much everything Andrew said. Uh, there's some really interesting ideas in this. Um, some different directions. They take the whole Santa Claus myth on, which I enjoyed. Really enjoyed Kurt Russell as Santa Claus, and now I might actually enjoy the movie better the second time, knowing he was driving the boat the whole time in terms of he could fly at any point and all that sort of mess. Yeah. But there are some problems. The elves are problematic. They're horrible looking, um, and they're dumb. Uh, it just didn't fit in this movie. The idea that I wouldn't be able to show this to my girls, even though it's a Christmas movie, uh, I'll probably say a five point seven two out of ten. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Expectation. You know how it goes. Yeah, I was, I was expecting a lot more. I guess you could say. You uh, you like this just barely above the witch movie we did. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. I thought it was really sweet and kind of. Interesting, and again, I have the benefit of, of kind of rewatching parts of it. Um, the elves I didn't like; they didn't bother me like they did you. Um, but they, I didn't, I didn't like. I, they didn't bother me really as much as they did you. Um, I didn't notice any language issues, and um, so I probably would let my my kids watch this, at least yeah. my son. Um, but. Um, I, and honestly, probably Daphne too. I mean, there's nothing scarier in this movie that they haven't already seen in Nightmare Before Christmas, and we watch that every Halloween. Yeah, so we haven't um, seen that yet either. Yeah. So, um, but I had fun with this, and it was really sweet, and there was some moments where I laughed, and um, so I'm I'm actually going to go a little higher than Andrew. I, I'm actually going to get up to the the seven point five six. Okay. I like I like this. Um. Okay. I mean, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, it is. Uh, just, <laughs> just like you are. Actually, this is yeah. For yeah, this is just parked right underneath um, Black Panther, which is interesting. Um, for me, hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That sure. is 2018. That's it. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy Christmas. Merry New Year. Um. We are going to take a week off 
So I'll when I when I post this show, it'll be right before Christmas, and then we're gonna take the whole week before of Christmas slash New Year off, and we are gonna return to action on the date that I will uh, look onto my calendar for because my my, <laughs> my my spreadsheet's wrong. <laughs> um. So we're looking at probably Sunday the sixth will be our first day back, and I'll post it that night. And we are going to do, and again, as of, a a lot can change in a year, ha, ha, ha. Um, But right now, the movie is Blown Away. Um, It is a uh, 19-something movie. (laughs) 1994. Yes, 1994. It's on Amazon Prime. It's um, it's a it's a it's literally a bomber movie. It's a movie about bombers doing bombing things. So, so there'll be some explosions, and if it's in the 90s, everything will have explosion. Yeah, in fact, there's the, there's a scene in the movie. I'm not going to give it away where you expect a thing to blow up and it doesn't, and you're almost disappointed. <laughs> but it but, but it makes up for another part in the movie where something blows up for like an 11 minutes. It's pretty it's actually pretty fun. Nice. Um so yeah, so we are on January 6th, we are coming back with the movie Blown Away and then the week after that, a special episode, we're doing Juno. We're finally doing Juno with the with I'm trying to convince her with the person who requested the movie oh. two and a half years ago. <laughs> um, See folks, we get around to it eventually. Yeah, I kind of uh, wanted to do it just so she can yell at us. And yeah. then, and she might. Uh, <laughs> I know her pretty well, and, and she actually might uh, curse us a little bit for it taking so long. Um, <laughs> the other kind of fun bit of news I have, again, uh, other than the fact that when we return, we will have reached our fifth year anniversary as a podcast, which is kind of cool. Season five. Season five, yes. Yeah, season five is starting. Um, yep. If you want to look at it that way. We have, uh, it's not that big of a milestone in the history of most podcasts, but for us, we have hit the 20,000 all-time downloads as a podcast. And I'm actually kind of proud of that. I think it's pretty cool. So thank you, people who listen to the show, for making that that a thing. Um, So yeah, 20,000 downloads all-time. Um, if that just means that five of you have downloaded it a whole bunch of times, well, whatever. But um, I appreciate you guys uh, doing that. So leave us a uh, a nice review on iTunes, and uh, that yeah, would be wonderful. That's we'll all. Some more some more downloads. Yeah, all I ask for Christmas is a nice review on iTunes, or even a bad review. Honestly, just a review would be good. <laughs> um, but obviously, good reviews help other people find us. Um, that's just the way the iTunes algorithm works. Um, go to our website, which is back up. Sam's still working on it, and will continue to work diligently over the winter break. At least that's what he told me once. Um, that's cheapseatreviews at gmail.com is the email address, but cheapseatreviews.com is, of course, our website. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews uh, there, and Twitter is at cheapseatcast, where you can uh, participate, send us messages, uh, any requests? If you want us, if there's anything you want us to do starting next year, 
uh, let us know if there's a there's a movie you think we'd like to do a live review of. It's been a while since we did a live review. We tried oh, to do funny. one of Baywatch, but I failed m- masterfully uh, at uh, making sure that uh, that show actually uploaded. So we should try <laughs> we should try doing a live episode again sometime. So um, if you guys think of something that would be cool, I did see that Kung Fury Two is in pre production right now. That's kind of oh cool. yay! So. Uh, anyway, that's it. So on behalf of Sam and Andrew, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. Thank you for 20,000 downloads and for five years. And we'll see you in 2019.